Harp on Sports with Seth Harp. You know what time it is. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Go, bartenders! Go, food needs refill! Harp on Sports, the bar. Harp on Sports, audio, media, podcast, network. Follow, share, like at Harp on Sports, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, HarpOnSports.com. If you haven't heard, that's the drill. All right, what do we have in store for you here on this edition of the show? Well, a little Jaguars double dose um, of duh. A little SEC winery. The vineyard's apparently flourishing. And a little Hoosier hysteria. Start off first with a little Jaguars double dose of duh. (laughs) Last, oh, 72 hours have been interesting. Jaguars, of course, have the number one pick in the draft at the end of the month. Pick in the early 20s. Number one pick in the second round. First pick in the second round. Jaguars have three of the top 33 picks in the draft. So a chance to rebuild this franchise. The first thing that came out late last week was that Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a gigantic chip on his shoulder. Fantastic article. It's very well written. I encourage you to go through and check it out. That, if you haven't already, that Trevor Lawrence doesn't wake up feeling that he needs to prove anything to anyone. Trevor Lawrence doesn't motivate himself with bulletin board material. He doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. He doesn't. So, how is that a bad thing? It's amazing that everybody thinks that every athlete goes through life you know, I need to prove you wrong. I, I need to I need to prove that, that I'm worthy. I need to prove that I'm good. Can anybody just want to win? Why does everybody have to have something to prove? So Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. He was the number one high school recruit in America. He went to Clemson, went to the college football playoff three times, won a national championship. What does he have to prove? I circle back to about 23 years ago. Peyton Manning was the number one overall pick in the in the country, right? Number one overall pick in the NFL draft. The son of an NFL Hall of Famer, a pro football Hall of Famer. What 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 Peyton have to prove? What what did he have to prove? Now, certain guys like Michael Jordan try to find an edge. That's fine. That's how they're built. But this whole thing that I've got something to prove. I I need to prove the critics wrong. I don't broadcast to critics. We don't broadcast to critics. You don't play to critics. If you're always trying to prove critics wrong. Good gracious, LeBron James here in a couple years is going to be the all-time NBA leading scorer. Probably going to have five or six NBA titles. Going to go to, what, 20 All-Star games? And somebody's going to sit there and say he's not one of the top 10 basketball players of all time. Who cares what that person thinks? So Trevor Lawrence isn't what? Isn't a guy that wakes up, you know, angry at the world and ticked off at the world. Doesn't have doesn't have anything to prove. I'm worried about that. I'm worried about that. Uh, Okay, well, just because you're miserable and you think you have to prove something to somebody every single day doesn't mean he is. Good for him. Good for Trevor Lawrence. So you take the Trevor Lawrence story, and then you connect it to the Urban Meyer story, where Jeremy Fowler came out, (laughs) article ESPN.com, that execs told him that if it weren't for Trevor Lawrence going to the Jaguars, Urban Meyer... Probably wouldn't have gone there. Yeah, you think? (laughs) Of course. Of course. Sometimes the athlete there makes you want to go there, right? 
especially as a head coach. When certain jobs opened up in the NFL, when, when Jim Mora was done in Indianapolis, Tony Dungy didn't want to go to Indianapolis because Peyton Manning was there. Of course, that was a big hook in it. Of course, that was a big draw. What people over the course of the last 10 years, even a couple of years ago, what there, there wasn't a hook, there wasn't a drive to be the next head coach of the Packers when Mike McCarthy got canned. Of course, there was a push at that point. Why wouldn't there be? So, as the, the fact, well, Urban Meyer probably wouldn't be the head coach of the Jaguars if, if they didn't have the number one overall pick. Yeah, but they do. That was the hook. That was the draw that they had the number one overall pick. That was good gracious. You go back, you know, almost 18 years ago, what, what the hook to be the head coach of the Cleveland Cavaliers didn't, LeBron was going to be the number one pick. Of course you wanted that job. Look, the allure of Jacksonville and the Jaguars for Urban Meyer was what? All the homeless people downtown and all the shanties and all the empty grass lots? No. The abandoned buildings? No. What was the, what was the hook? The hook was Trevor Lawrence. So what if it was Trevor Lawrence? It's kind of like the whole thing, like, well, she's only with him because he's rich. So what? Who cares? <laughs> so? Well, the only reason Urban Meyer went to Jacksonville is because of Trevor Lawrence. So what? And Jer- Jeremy Fowler had, it was interesting because an executive, he'd probably be at Texas making 10 to $12 million a year. Well, yeah, if the Jaguars' job, if the Jaguars were picking second and the Jets were picking first and the Jets didn't want Urban Meyer and he didn't want to work in that pressure cooker of New York and Texas is less of a pressure cooker, I don't know. But I do know this. He likes Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence going to go to the Jaguars. He gets to pick him. How is that any different? How is that any different than someone wanting to coach the Nets because Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are there? How is that any different? Well, they're already there. Well, so he's going to get to pick his guy. He's going to get to build it. I just think it's funny that that here we are. It's some big secret that Urban Meyer only wanted the Jaguars job because of Trevor Lawrence. (laughs) Okay, great. Yeah, Tony Dungy only wanted the Colts job because Peyton Manning was there. and so what? How many times in the NFL do we see? Oh, the only reason the only reason Gronk went to Tampa is because of Brady. So what? Why does it matter the reason? Is it an illegal reason? No. Better than a made up reason. There are certain jobs in the NFL that aren't very attractive, but having a star studded lineup or the star studded ability to grow and mold something makes it attractive. I mean, look around the NFL. I, right now, the Bills' job would be an attractive one. Not that McDermott's going anywhere, but it'd be an attractive one. Why? Because Josh Allen's there's a core. There's a there's a nucleus of good young talent. So so what? You're gra- you, and just like certain other like Green Bay. Oh, it's tradition rich. You're right. It's tradition rich. Aaron Rodgers is there. When Aaron Rodgers leaves, what's what's the hook of Green Bay? Hmm. The mild winters. Oh, it's the tradition. Okay, tradition's great, but tradition doesn't pay the bills. So what? So, just it's amazing that Trevor Lawrence is getting gripped on because he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. Well, certain greats don't have chip on them. If you're great, most greats don't have a chip on their shoulder. Whatever happened to just wanting to win? Oh, what motivates him? Maybe winning? I, I, I don't need you. If I'm an athlete, I don't need you to think I'm bad or not good for me to want to try hard. Maybe winning is what matters. All my years of broadcasting, I never, ever once, ever, well, maybe when I was younger, 
But since I've become an adult, upper 20s, early 30s, I never once said, well, i got to prove this guy wrong. I've got to prove this, 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 this moron on Twitter wrong. i got to prove him wrong. Good gracious. Who cares? So, <laughs> Urban Meyer apparently came to the Jaguars for Trevor Lawrence. So what? And Trevor Lawrence doesn't have a chip on his shoulder. Well, maybe that, if he wants to win, they're not chipping off. So, there you go. So that's point one. The second thing, it's kind of crazy because I'm always at the radio station. So, yesterday was my first Gator sporting event that I've gone to since I took the job here at ESPN Gainesville 13 months ago. First one. First one I've got to go to. I'm always up there. I'm getting ready to go up there here Sunday night to run a volleyball game, to produ- to, to actually physically produce a volleyball game. Yeah. So I don't get to go to more. I don't get to go to hardly any sporting events. I'm always at that radio. I'm always there. Always. But I finally got to go to one. And a couple things struck me interesting, and I'm going to swing around to that at the end. What... <laughs> What I thought was interesting over the weekend is Vanderbilt's head baseball coach, Tim Corbin, came out and was critical of the University of Tennessee saying, hey, look, apparently they don't have the coronavirus. COVID doesn't exist exist in Knoxville because the, the, the stadium was packed. The field was packed, fans everywhere. COVID must not exist here. You take that and you combine it with Palmineri, who's the head coach at LSU in baseball, that came out and was talking earlier in the year about fans of the other team being in his players' heads because they were so loud. And then I go back to football season when apparently Florida lost at Texas A&M because the crowd at A&M was just too loud behind Florida's bench. Dan Mullen, they they lost because of A&M's crowd. Just too loud. Couldn't focus. What is it with coaches in the SEC in this vineyard, this winery that they've built in which the other team's fans being loud cost you games. I never heard of this. Could you imagine for one second, a head football coach in the Sun Belt? Could you imagine for one second, a head football coach in the MAC, baseball coach, basketball coach, losing a road game and coming out saying, the reason we lost is because they're fans and how loud they were. We'd have, we're better than that team, but we lost because of the fans. You say, oh, shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. It's amazing since COVID, University of Florida, Vanderbilt's baseball program, which is probably the best baseball program in the country. LSU is one of the top five baseball programs in the country. Florida football. It's amazing to me, the coaches in this conference, how better athletic facilities than any of the te- any of these other teams. They have more passionate fan base most of the time. Not all the time, but most of the time. Um, better players. Better players. But for some reason, there's no accountability personally. Or you know what? They were loud. Give them a lot of credit. We were able to win. Think about this. Could you imagine? And I, oh, we're standing up for their players. Oh, whatever. It's a bunch of garbage. It's a lack of accountability. We see it from Tim Corbin at Vanderbilt. Saw it from Paul Maneri. Saw it from Dan Mullen last fall. Just up oh, the fans. We, we, got, we got to pack our own place. Look how empty our place is. What a bunch of garbage. What a bunch. It's, it's ridiculous. So apparently COVID doesn't exist in Knoxville. Just because somebody else is foolish doesn't mean you should double down on that buffoonery. What if the speed limit in George is 110? So we come, you know, you go up to Georgia, speed limit's 110, which no one in that state. You come down here and then all of a sudden, oh, there's a lot to talk about, but you come down here, it's like, hey, we need, we need the speed limit 110. That's how fast they're driving up there. No, 
What person's reckless behavior doesn't constitute you being foolish, does it? I just, hearing the excuses when you get beat or struggle, coaches always used to say, keep your mouth shut, we win or we lose, no excuses, focus on this, you got to block out distractions. Don't coaches all the time tell their players to block out distractions, block out distractions, block out distractions, block out distractions. Yeah, for some reason in this conference... Whether it's football, baseball, basketball, whatever, when a team gets beat or struggles, it's because the other team has more fans than them. Where'd this come from? Good gracious. The SEC vineyard, SEC winery. Good night. (laughs) So there you go. Vanderbilt didn't sweep Tennessee because Tennessee could be loud. And think about, well, look how loud they are. COVID doesn't exist here. So... When you go home next week and let's say your athletic director, it's just an excuse for losing is what it is. Say your AD says, okay, the stadium's open now. Well, why did you lose two or three or why did you lose in Tennessee? So if the swamp is packed and you wouldn't have lost to A&M, it's just ridiculous. It's excuses, excuses, excuses. How about the other team was better? We lost. Noble concept. We lost. It's wine, wine, wine. Um, gracious oh really quick it's been a while since the sporting event that i sat in the stands it just has it's been one of the, it's been a while since i've done that i can't even think of the last time i probably sat in the stands at a sporting event but i haven't got to really go to one in a year but i finally went to one again florida sweeping missouri over the weekend good job by the gators what i thought was funny section i sat in was the age of the adult male gator fans that were trash talking missouri is that right by Missouri's dugout? Missouri's players aren't saying anything. The age, the 60-year-old the, the and up Gator fans, men, not women, 60-year-old and up Gator fans, trash-talking Missouri, last place in the SEC. Not, not the students. Usually the students are the unruly ones. When I was young, the students were the unruly ones in which the administration, all right, let's tone it down, guys. <laughs> Good gosh, you're being brutal. The adults came and cheered and clapped, cheered on their guys. But, the amount of 60-year-old and up Gator fans taunting and trash-talking Missouri's players. <laughs> Last place? <laughs> nope. Okay. Big man you are. How lonely of a human being, how lonely of a man do you have to be to go, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to go to this baseball game and I'm going to taunt. Adult male over the age of 60. Now, did I do it when I was in my early 20s? Did I ride the opponent of my friends and my t- Yeah, you bet I did. But I was 24 years old, 23 years old, and I probably wasn't even that old. An adult male over the age of sixty, taunting and riding the opponent. Well, it's, it's, it's this is it's fandom, it's passion. No, it's not. It's childish. It's childish. Grow up, Peter Pan. Come on, last place team. I'm gonna I'm gonna give this last place team a team a, a, a part of my mind. I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them my opinion. Great, good job. You you, you taunt that that twenty year old last place team in the conference. Sure showed him. Not the students who <laughs> expect to behave that way. 60-year-old and up adults. Men, way to go, boys. Uh, lastly, a little Hoosier hysteria for you. Report came out that Indiana offered Brad Stevens $10 million a year. Uh, great. Uh, so he really, really didn't want to go to Bloomington, did he? That's more than he's making in Boston. Did you believe it? No, I think this is in a couple of Indiana boosters leaking this information, not to make Brad look bad, but to make them look good. But 
ipso facto, they actually make themselves look worse. So Indiana has $70 million to hire a basketball coach, and you hire a guy that failed in the NBA twice? Really? Or is it three times? So you hired Mike Woodson, who had LeBron James and didn't win a title. You hired Mike Woodson that flopped in L.A., was a decent, or like I guess in New York, was an assistant with the... You had $70 million to hire a basketball coach. $70 million. Didn't hire Porter Moser, who had gone to the Sweet 16 at Loyola, Chicago, two out of the last four years. You hired a guy that, what, played for Bobby Knight 40 years ago? And if if I'm Mike Woodson, I'm sitting around going, wait a second, wait a second. See, this this is how you would alienate your coach out of the get. If I'm Mike Woodson, I'm the new head coach at Indiana, and a story leaks that you offered Brad Stevens $70 million over seven years, $10 million a year, and you paid me what? 18? So you paid him $70 million, you're gonna, you paid me 18? Is that what he got paid? Right around 18, 19 million dollars? Paid him 70 million, paid me 19 million. Boy, I, I'm sure he's sitting in his office today going, wow, I'm glad I got said $70 million to pay him, but okay. Hmm. Hmm. Great. Think about that. We offered him $70 million. Can you imagine going for a job and the guy that they interviewed before you, they offered him $200,000 a year, offered you thirty. <laughs> Wait, what? You have that money? We have that money for him, but not for you. Oh, okay. You immediately alienate your coach. Now, do I think they had $70 million? Do I think the Celtics offered Brad Stevens $70 million over seven years? No, I don't. Well, they were willing to offer him that much. Well, okay. That's like saying, would you be willing to work in a salt mine and not see the sun for five years for $10 million? Would I be willing to do that? Yeah, I'd be willing to do it. Would I do it? Probably not. Big difference between willing and doing. Big difference. So, (laughs) if that's true, that they offered Brad Stevens $70 million over seven years to coach Indiana, and he said no. That's more than he's making in Boston. That tells you how much he really thinks of the Indiana program. He'd be the highest paid coach in college basketball. He'd, made mo- He'd been the highest paid coach in the country. Coach in Bloomington. Said no. It's true. Just It makes the school look worse. It doesn't make the school look better. This is what we offered him. And he still said no. Boy, He'd, have been made, he'd made more than Coach Cal. Calipari. He'd, he'd have made more, more, more than Mike Krzyzewski. And he still said no. Shows what he thinks about you. So there you go. Harpon Sports, the bar, Harpon Sports Podcast, Audio Media Network. Uh, follow at Harpon Sports Twitter, at Harpon Sports Instagram, um, HarponSports.com. Of course, Harpon Sports, the YouTube channel. Follow, share, like, of course, his Facebook page as well. Uh, geez, enjoy your week. There you go. Stay strong, stay clean, stay focused. Frankenstein, have fun with your friends. <laughs>